Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. It's election season, and we have an upcoming mayoral and city council election on May 1st with early voting going on right now. We will run down our thoughts on the election and some new stories about some of the candidates, as well as our endorsements. Hi, my name is Anthony Sosa, and today with me, we have Christopher Rose and Thomas Moore here to talk about the local elections. All of the resources used will be provided below in the show notes, as well as all the research that we have done on previous episodes regarding the candidates. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. You can sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues at our website, justicereformleague.org. Please feel free to contact us if you have any episode ideas or additional information on any of the candidates that you feel we need to comment on. You can reach us on Twitter at FWReview and at FWFreedomReview at gmail.com. Anyways, happy, happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. Cheers. It's good to see you guys. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, the elections. Like what have, have, what's the word on the street, guys? Have y'all heard anything, uh, you know, about any of our, our mayoral candidates, about our city council candidates, how you think things are going? We we're like, we've only got three days left of early voting. How do you feel? So I know about mayoral candidates. Yeah, I know Brian Bird has raised the second highest amount uh, next to Maddie Parker. That still leaves and bounds ahead of where Deborah Peoples and Ann Zeta is. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like whoever's arranging this definitely doesn't want Deborah Peoples to win because they have her as the last last thing at the very bottom. Like just in, weird. in the order, like she's not, is it, is it in a certain order where like most to least or is it just arbitrary? It's arbitrary. Okay. So, like, is it by like when they sign up? When, when they, they when, when you they go file? to vote, from what I've been told, because obviously I'm in Northern. Oh, yeah, told, we could talk about that. And that order, like, it, it's typically supposed to be, you know, the two front runners are using the front, right? And that should be Peoples and Parker, but they have her at the bottom, and they have her and Brian Bird there, so they're clearly. Clearly trying to stack the deck here. That's very interesting. Yeah, when we went and voted, yeah, it's the first time where there's ever been 10 mayoral candidates. So there are two pages, and you have to go to the second page to oh see the God. rest of the candidates. And so when I, I voted for Ann Zeta, full disclosure. Um, and so I was, I was just looking for her name, and I was like, going to be pissed if she was on the second page, you know? But she wasn't. She was at the bottom next to last, I believe, on the first page. But the, it was a weird list of names. Like, it didn't seem to have any order to it. And maybe it is in the order that they filed. I don't know. I guess we could go look at that. But it was weird. Up, where, was, where was Maddie Parker on the list? I think she was, like, third or something. Who was number one? Uh, let me look at the list of mayors. Hold on a sec. Let me see if I can, <laughs> if I can put. I believe Chris Rector was first. What? What? Yeah, I, I believe it was. It might be by when you signed up, then. Maybe. Maybe it is random when you shit. Your campaign. Because yeah. yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and, I was, and I had to go through, and it was like, and maybe you know what? It may be one of those things where it's random for every voter. Maybe it does a randomized thing where every time someone opens the thing, the list is in a different order. I don't know. I have no idea how the the you know the machine and all that stuff works. Who knows? But yeah, that was that is unfortunate, and that is a way to manipulate it. Is the fact that. 
that you can kind of put people yep. on the second page and then maybe people don't know there's a second page. And so they just vote for the people on the first page. And yeah, I'm really yeah. curious to see how, yeah. how it turns out. Like what I wish we had like, you know, exit polls <laughs> or something for these yeah. tiny elections because uh, all right i'm gonna go vote soon I'll, I'll let you know if it's in that same order okay this time or if it so are we, doing, it. are we doing endorsements by uh like as a group or just individually i mean i was just thinking we would give our individual endorsements i didn't know if we wanted to go out and and put it out there as an organization who we endorse i mean i guess we can do that we i just would want to talk to everybody else before we did that you know uh yeah Mike, i mean right? i feel like we're, we kind of i think that we all agree regardless yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we're all going to say the same names, but, mm-hmm. but I think it's more just like a conversational endorsement, not a, like an official yeah. like signed off, you know? Yeah, maybe. And, and this is, again, this is a learning process for us too. This is our first election to cover. So maybe next time around, we'll feel much more confident, much better about the process and we can endorse people kind of earlier on. Um, but we're still just trying to do research and like, to be honest, like while we're talking about that, uh, next time around, I want to be prepared for the water district because that was something that was on the ballot that I, Amber and I didn't really know anything about. We didn't, I didn't have time or didn't, we didn't go and research it, but those were a couple of mailers that we got were from people running for the water Tarrant County water district. And so like, I would love to do an episode here in the near future, definitely sometime before the next election, which we will have plenty of time, um, to figure out like how that, what is the Tarrant County water district? What does it do? What's its jurisdiction? How does it work? What does the board actually decide? You know, because it's like, apparently the way it's set up, you vote for three people. And so there's a list of like eight names and you pick three of them. Uh, and so I was like, and I'd only received mailers for a couple of them. And I don't really know anything about any of them. I don't even know what their job is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, we have to vote for, um, like Tarrant County college. Yeah. Like, trustee Something to trustee I, I don't know what that means but yeah. i feel like i should yeah same thing and so that's something i mean i believe it's going to be like the person the, and i'm just totally speculating because i don't know either i'm guessing it's like some sort of liaison that that represents tcc or a district of tc because tcc is all over all over the place um you know at the at the because because they're tarrant county and they're funded through tarrant county like, I guess this is the person that sits with Tarrant County or on the on the commissioner's court or ad- advises the commissioner's court, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, same. I don't know those people who were running. It was two people that were on the I didn't know anything about either of them. And again, yeah, I don't know what their job is. So I, I do want to I mean, we spent a lot of time covering the candidates and I feel like we did a pretty good job about that. Um, but we, there's obviously a lot more that we could have hit. So next time around, I, I would want to try and get into those things, too, so we can kind of tell, you know, educate everybody about the whole ballot. Because and then yeah. another thing that was on there was the uh, Fort Worth ISD school board trustees, and that's another thing we didn't have the chance to really get into. Um, and that's different. That's also different districts. It's the Fort Worth ISD kind of the districts for that. So everybody had different stuff for that too. Um, mm-hmm. I knew who I wanted to vote I, for on that because of my union endorsed him. But that's the only reason why I didn't know really anything about him. <laughs> it was just like I, I got, will say, Vote Fort Worth has info out about. Um, the Tarrant County College District Trustee okay. and the Fort Worth ISD School Board candidates. Vote for and Fort Worth. oh, and info on the Water District. Them, they're really they're okay. really doing it. We'll put a link. We'll put a link in that in, in our show notes. Yeah, voteforworth.org. They're also on Instagram. They've got cute infographics to help explain that all to you. So Beautiful. I'm gonna I'm gonna look over that before I go in to vote. Beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know where to find out 
what district that is or what district i'm in oh for um they're all because they're all different you know yeah they're exactly the jurisdictions for like the fort worth isd districts are different than the city districts are different than the congressional yeah. districts um mine is the guy i voted for was uh louis banos anael louis banos uh, and i think he's probably because we're pretty close to each other i think he's the one for you too um, okay yeah i've seen his name around and what i did like I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves because unless y'all just want to do it now and talk about the mailers, um, he was the only one that sent when the actual dates and times for early voting. That's actually mm-hmm. where I got the information was from his his mailer. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. why did more people actually put this info like on their stuff? Brian Bird's putting like pictures of burning cars, and, and like <laughs> you know, and and he you know this guy's at least putting useful information on it that can be used <laughs> by people. But I don't know. Because he knows people vote emotionally. They don't think logically. Because if they did, none of those Republicans would be in office right now. Fucking none of them. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing, though. Like, we can talk uh, all day about the high-minded policy stuff. But at the end of the day, most people... At, at the end of the day, most, most people aren't even politically involved or active. Um, but of the people who are... Most of them don't think about those high-minded policy ideas. It mostly is a popularity game to a lot of those people. And it's like how to communicate. They're voting for the baker and not the doctor. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. (laughs) Okay. Aristotle or Socrates, or maybe Plato, one of the old Greek philosophers, um, had this thing when he was talking about politics. And he talked about how you have... Two types of politicians. You have doctors and bakers. Okay, the bakers are going to make all everything sweet and it's going to taste good and everything, right? The doctors are the ones who are going to give you real medicines to solve your problems, but it's not going to taste very, very good. Mm. Okay, and so as a result, people always vote for the sweeter candidate. Mm-hmm. So that's how you end up with bakers. Okay, bakers aren't necessarily the good candidates; they're just the ones that are popular. So, like. Republicans are more like bakers, okay? Their policies really don't help anybody, but they make it sound like it helps anyone, and no one really researches enough to know that they need medicine, Mm -hmm. okay? So they just take what the baker gives them, you know? Yeah. That's a good analogy. That makes sense. Yeah. When the reality is the doctor's got the fucking medicine, and, and, you know, the weird thing is he was right. I don't know if they knew about diabetes at the time, but, like, you eat too much sugar, you're going to get diabetes, you're going to need a doctor. And that's kind of where we're at. Except some people are still in denial going, I'm not fat, I can eat more. Yeah, exactly. and a lot of the, like, diabetes. the you know, the more baker candidates, like, they very much campaign on maintaining the status quo and on, like, you know, fear of change and fear mm-hmm. of other, you know. And so it's like, they'll they'll campaign on things like, you know, Ah, like better education for our for our kids with no details about what that means, you know, and right. like just like things that sound good, yeah, but they don't have any actual like change to implement. They're yeah. just like just this is what I'm gonna heart. advocate for. Empty platitudes, you know, just yeah. empty, yeah. just exactly what you want to hear without clarifying or providing any details. And like this is what you know the frustrating thing about the Democratic Party has been on the at least on the national level. This is what they did for since since. Bill Clinton, 
Like this, the, mm. if you look at Hillary's 2016 campaign, that's all she did was give empty platitudes. All she did was give broad generalizations about what needs to be do done and not provide any specifics. And that's, I don't know, to me, the, I, I hear you. And I think, and it's actually Socrates, by the way, uh, who gives that analogy. Um, but thank you. But I, and I think that is a good analogy. And it's just like, it's trying to figure out how to bridge that gap. Like, how can you be the doctor, but you make the medicine a little sweeter or whatever, or be a better communicator. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to education at a certain level, like the population needs to be better educated and you can point to our education system and like what the inherent issues there are with that. And that's a whole other conversation. Um, but then it's also like communication of the people in charge or in power to the people. And so it's like the people need to be educated to receive that information, but the, you also need to be communicating. And so that's something we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, how the city never or not never, but does very poorly at communicating with its constituents, its community. Like, yeah, it sends out emails, but that's like really about it. Um, and so it's like, you know, there's a lot more work that needs to be done on that end where it's actually like showing transparency and and actively trying to communicate. And that's one thing that I love about AOC is she's constantly doing live streams of like talking about here's how we pass this bill or here's how this, you know. Uh, you know, uh, committee hearing goes, and this is the process of that or whatever. And just kind of like demystifying the whole political process. Like we need people like that in Texas. We need our, you know, our city reps for sure, but also like in the state, like in the, the house and the Senate to show us how, how, how are y'all doing this? You know, so other people can come in behind them and actually have a plan, have a perspective and, and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing Ronald Reagan ever did was start that whole C-SPAN thing for that very reason, so people can see how the f people are doing stuff. But they still don't understand. They don't still don't demonstrate how they're doing stuff. They just make everything as boring as possible, so people stop watching. Well, and now because most people aren't even watching TV, um, C-SPAN mm -hmm. C-SPAN is like. I mean, yeah, people don't really watch C-SPAN anyways. You can argue that, but at least it was televised. So like, you had people who were just recording all day every day. You had you had the backup of that. But now everyone's doing so much stuff on the internet that they you, it's really hard. You have to really do some digging to find a lot of those hearings and a lot of that stuff that would normally be on C-SPAN. Um, that's, by the way, it, it, I Congressional Dish is a podcast that covers all of this stuff. She It's it's just done by this this uh, woman, Jen Briney, who researches the bills that, that are writing, even though know, the thousand page uh, Corona bus bill, she's like going through it page by page to like figure out, okay, what is actually in this? And there's a ton of stuff that's not listed on the table of contents, but just like kind of in there that you got to go through and find it and stuff. Uh, and she's actually like her podcast. She's been going seven or eight years. If you're into the national stuff, which we don't really spend a lot of time talking about on this podcast, but if you're into or interested in that stuff and, and what Congress is actually doing, I highly recommend that podcast to be perfectly honest. Like she's the one that inspired me to, to start up this guy, this thing with you guys. Because like this, what she's doing on the national level needs to be replicated all across the country, in my opinion, on the, on the local level. So we can get in, you know, get, get in down here. So, so I don't know. I'm really excited to see what the results of this are. Like, do you, do you guys think um, that the momentum from November, because there was a huge uptick in voting, you know, turnout in November for that election, do you think that's going to carry over to this or no? You're going to have a little bit more moments, but not as much. Um... You're definitely you're 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 obviously going to have some changes at the city council because you know either way you look at it, we're going to have a new mayor, and at least three seats are going to have new people: Bird seat, Shingleton seat, and Zeta seat, right? Mm -hmm. If not more, 
So you're going to have a little bit of a cloak of bloodbath. So it is going to look different. Um, and that that's probably a good thing, honestly. The, the one thing I don't like about the Fort Worth City Council that Arlington has is that they've got ter- term limits for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think the, the current mayor would have ran for re-election again after that COVID bullshit, but he, he couldn't. It was his last term. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, he basically, when they implemented the lockdowns and stuff, he did it from his timeshare vacation home in Mexico. Ah. And then they told people not to travel. Mm. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I remember yeah. You, you specifically telling us about that. <laughs> oof. <sighs> yeah, bit, big oof. But yeah, I think, I think it's going to be good. Now, as far as where that turnout's going to kind of come out, I don't know. I've looked at the numbers so far, and it's only at like two, three percent. So it's probably going to go back to those dismal things, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, traditionally, like these are the races that have the least turnout. It's the ones where there is, you know, we have a special election yeah. for Congress, and that's like, ooh, that might actually bring a little more turnout. But that part of the district, like only tiny part of District Six, is in Tarrant County. Most of it's in Dallas. Um, and, yeah. And so, like, I don't know if that's going to have a big impact on on our turnout here for. For, for the city. Um, I don't know. I hope so. I feel like political awareness is, is at an all time high over, if you, you know, over the past 20, 30 years. So like, that's got to translate to something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see, see what happens. You know, it certainly didn't with the CCPD election in, in July. If we want to look back at another, like off, you know, time election or whatever, like, even though all those protests were going on and everything, it was really a short time window to try and get people aware of that CCPD vote. And like, yeah, the turnout for that yeah. was again, like terrible. The turnout was not terrible for that, actually, for what it was. It was actually, it was enough to scare them into doing things. Okay. Cause like, that's, uh, that's yeah. what I've noticed. That's the big, big takeaway I got is the people in Fort Worth, like the people in power, are really, really, really fucking afraid of people showing up and voting. Because the thing that scared them wasn't the fact that yeah. the the thing lost. Obviously, that's what they wanted. They wanted they wanted the CCPD to to be you know reinstated. It's the amount of people who sh- who showed up and voted, and the amount of people who voted against it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and it, it's, it still it was, a lot, but it still yeah. kicks the shit out of the past couple of months. It was like double what it was prior, but that still was a exactly. really low number because the the first number yeah. was just so small that like even double that little number is is not not that big of a difference really. Um, but so, I mean, I don't know to, yeah. to make them sit up and think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows yeah, that I've yeah. seen. I've seen very little from the city about like education about what we're voting on or mm-hmm. when that is or anything mm-hmm. like all of the that I've gotten from that is from me seeking it out or from me looking at candidates who are sharing it mm-hmm. i there's like nothing from the city being like hey it's time to vote yep. or like make sure you get there on may 1st also ro i don't know if you if you remember but we did that uh for the freedom review city council candidate chart I went back and I found as many links as I could. So what I did was I went to their campaign sites, their official campaign sites for at least my districts. And I used that to pull at least some data. So nice. when you go to the ones I did, at least for the mayor, 
I have their official like campaign filings on the on the thing, mm-hmm. and that can kind of help you find like their websites, their phone numbers, all the other good. There you go. Yeah, pulled all that info when I was putting the the website together. I'm seeing what you're saying about uh, what was it seven? You couldn't find anything on. Um, like District Seven. Yeah. Well, I was saying that not a lot of people in District Seven have much information out. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no. There's a lot of question marks on this bitch. Yeah. A couple of them. The only thing I have is like a email. Like, who's the Zeb Pint? Or like. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. The only see, I couldn't find. He has a campaign website now, um, but initially, after he signed up, the only thing that I could find on him was uh, his work opposing uh trans kids being able to use the bathroom that they want to mm-hmm. among exactly. other things who's who's on district seven right now um district seven is currently i think that was shingleton's yeah district. okay that would make sense because so it's pretty up in the air right now Connie i've got Cottrell. three that i couldn't find any contact info for mm-hmm. i've got I've, I've got like one of them has a personal facebook that i found <laughs> Like Curly Morris. A few of them have yeah. websites. Leonard Firestone, Lee Henderson, Joseph Lockhart Jr., Michelle Stevens McNeil, Zeb Pent, like you said, Irvin T. Thomas, Jake Werman, Miguel Zamora, and that's it. It was Sean Lasseter was in that district, but that's the one she dropped out in. Miss Curly Jr. Is he still in? Yep. Curly Mor- Curly G- Morris. Curly Morris Jr. Junior Morris. Morris Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Curley Jr. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's he the Firestone has a, yeah. a campaign Facebook. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. all that info is there for. By the way, we're going to provide the same links, those same spreadsheets that we're looking at. You guys have access to. We'll provide it below. So let's. I want to run down a couple of quick stories about some goings on here in the city in regards to these candidates. So. The, the Brian Bird campaign contributions. We kind of were talking about this a little bit before we started. Uh, the Fort Worth Weekly covered this really well, and we'll leave a link to the article below in the doobly dur. But apparently, during their research, they were trying to look at the four frontrunner candidates. So Deborah Peoples, Ann Zeta, Brian Bird, and Maddie Parker. And they were looking at endorsements that they had received, like like money endorsements, and then... That are donations rather. Let me say donations that they received, and then after those donations were received from X entity, that entity was able to receive a contract from the city, oftentimes a multi-million dollar contract. Uh, and like they that they looked at everybody, and like Brian Bird was the one who had like an, a disproportionate amount of donations to contracts. Uh, and so one of them was a ten thousand dollar donation made by a local with direct ties to companies that were recently awarded almost $5 million in city contracts. And so they kind of list multiple contracts afterwards that were like for one of them was for 460 grand. One of them was for 2.7 million uh, for this company that gave Brian Bird $10,000 in donations. Another one was uh, a 2017 donation where they gave him $2,500 and it was at the local developer, and that developer received a contract with the city for two point seven million dollars. So, like, really, like, from the perspective of these companies or entities or whatever, like, this is some pretty cheap, 
<laughs> pretty good deal on their part. Oh, I can just give you $2,500 and you'll, you'll sign my company with $2.7 million contract with the city. Like, okay, sweet. Um, and then there was another one where some construction company owner donated six grand three times. And that dude's company got a $9 million contract with the city. So like, had y'all heard about that? Did y'all see that article? What do y'all think about all that? It was, uh, helicopter company that donated to um what's her name maddie betsy oh betsy no they they donated to betsy last time she campaigned and then uh our police bought a new helicopter from them for like three million dollars or yep. whatever interesting how that works right yep mm -hmm. so i mean it certainly isn't anything new but i'm glad that uh, fort worth weekly's covering this stuff and putting that information out there um yeah Let's see further. So they also mentioned Anz, uh, Anz Zeta and Maddie Parker, too. Um, let's see here. Parker and Zeta's, I'm quoting from the article now, Parker and Zeta's donations showed few, if any, potential conflicts of interest. And with an average donation size of around $60, people's records did not suggest unethical behavior. Uh, after five years of chief of staff for Fort Worth City Council and the mayor, Parker is seeking her first elected office. One February donation made to Parker's campaign came from the owner of a business uh, that is a vendor with the city of Fort Worth. A $10,000 gift to Parker by the owner of Canaster Construction mirrored donations made to Bird that were followed by large city contracts. But because she's not been an elected official, like you can't consider this sway because she, she was just the chief of staff for Betsy Price. And so like that's kind of the, the reason why they're not considering this shady even though she still is kind of getting doing the same types of deals but it was before you know before she was running um so it didn't have her name on it yet yeah yeah um and then D zeta she did get some donations she it says re revealed a single tie to city contracts a 2500 hundred dollar contribution from the president of an architecture firm that was awarded uh for for like almost four hundred twenty thousand dollars um in 2019 one, one, and then it says at the end, one of dozens of contracts awarded to the firm since 2000, according to city documents, long before Zeta sat on the council. So it's kind of hard to say that this one thing that's been getting contracts for 21 years and point to Ann Zeta and be like, oh, she's the reason why they've been doing it. You know, it's like, I don't know. Right. But yeah, kind of want to know where the, where the money's coming from. Obviously, the Fort Worth POA has been supporting Maddie Parker and there's, there's signage all over the city showing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made that very clear. Yeah, I uh, honestly, I don't know how much unkosher she more unkosher they can get, but so do y'all have any favorite mailers that y'all got in the mail for many candidates over the past, I don't know, month? Is there any that you're like? I haven't. I feel like I haven't gotten a ton, and I've taken great pleasure in just immediately recycling um, <laughs> all of them. So, because uh, I've I'm mostly gotten ones from people that I already know suck, mm. uh, or at least like very like middle of the road candidates where I'm like, there's nothing like interesting on this. Like you use the word like integrity and and family, mm -hmm. and like that's about it as far as like mm -hmm. drawing my attention to you as a candidate. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't, I don't know if I've just not gotten as many or. I don't know. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where it's like, oh, this is trash. Like, with all the other trash that we constantly get shoved in our mailboxes. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I wanted to kind of, I wanted to go through it and compare them like once everything was said and done and like, see, like if Brian bird actually wins, which I really, oh, I really hope he doesn't win, oh, but God, if he I does, he like, win. is it like, is it because he had, oh. what's the number? I counted them 14 mailers that I got from him, which is double the net, almost double the next person, which is eight that I got from Elizabeth Beck. <laughs> All right. Makes Which, sense. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I was surprised to get as many as I did from her. Um, I don't know. That, that was like, and I don't know. That's the thing. Like it just kind of demonstrates to people. Cause I don't think most people read these. Um, they just kind of glance at it and then throw it in the, throw it in the trash or the recycle bin or whatever. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I think it can turn some people off if they get it every day or every other day, you know, and the fact that Brian Burr was sending out so many and that they were so big and that they got more increasingly violent, you know, like, <laughs> and targeting, uh, like, yeah, hold on. Okay. Let me, I'm going to pull it out. Hold on a sec. Okay. So he has one that says enough is enough. The city of Dallas oh. ends 2020 with the highest oh, number he of murders. To that phrase yeah, he wants now. to co-op it. So that, there's that one. And then, and then there's one that says, Oh, so it's and this one was later on that we just like like last week or something. It's an, a Maddie Parker attack ad. Who is the real Maddie Parker? It, it, then it says career political staffer, no elected leadership experience, has never made tough decisions. It's not personal. We just need experienced leadership in Fort Worth. Brian Bird. This guy used to be a pastor. <laughs> And then, uh, oh, mess with the bull, you get the horns. So it's uh, representing, you know, stockyards. I don't know. That one's kind of dumb. Uh, and then straight up thin blue line flag. Dr. Brian Bird stands with law enforcement. He's like really like this. This one I feel like was like right after the POA endorsed Maddie. And so it was like, please, like I I'm pro cop too. And then, <laughs> and then uh, this was just, just his face. Jamie, even though I've asked them multiple times. Exactly. Apparently I'm a cheap date. And then it's just his his beautiful mug. Brian Bird stands with the police to preserve public safety, but it's just his face, so it's not overtly that one. That one's that one's all right. I mean, I guess you got to put your face on yourself. Uh, Brian Bird is our champion for a better Fort Worth. He supports public safety. He kept pros property taxes low. He's fought corruption with a bunch of stock photos. Uh, it's like okay, that one's kind of innocuous. And then he's got one that targets Deborah Peoples and saying that like. She's for defunding the police and she's for business tax hikes and job killing policies. And like, that's a no, no. Um, and then he's just got a, a, a sign. He like sent everybody a little sign they could put in their window of their car. It's Brian Bird for mayor. Looks like all the big ones we see around town. And then, of course, the controversial one that made the news in the Fort Worth Weekly covered with the the France protests from, I think, 2017, uh, where they yep. had set a car on fire. And he just took that picture from, you know, the Guardian or whoever covered this France protest and like put sent it out to us. And it's like trying to make us think that this happened in Fort Worth because we we were there last summer. This this never happened. I, um, I actually have a story about this. So like I hear about this. And I actually so it used to be an ex pastor, right? I was going to get with another pastor and do the whole like, you know, two witnesses thing, you know, fucking apologize shit. And the pastor was literally like, why? He's not going to win. Like they take his word for it. Let's let's just let's manifest they're not, that. <laughs> they're not taking him seriously. Like, good. I'm sorry. Like I've never seen I've never seen a politician where people just don't bother to say things to him. 
Like he's pro cop and just doesn't take any of the police officers association money. The only reason because for that is because the people he just keeps beating are the people the the fourth POA endorsed. He's a cheap date. Yep. Yeah, I. That is the the biggest reason to not worry about him is because of Maddie Parker being endorsed by the POA, (laughs) which is rough. That that's like you know kind of the deciding factor. Like at least police essentially choose the mayor. Yeah, like mm-hmm. kind of. That's yeah. how this is looking. And the, and the Bass family for sure. They also back her too and right. have all that yeah. financial. You know, they own all the real estate downtown and all around. Don't they own like Alliance Airport and stuff too? Like all they own all this crazy stuff. Um, so it'd be yeah. cool. The proletariats just decided to, to cease their their own means of their own productions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, that's as a Marxist myself. That's not going to happen in this country. <laughs> like probably ever. Um. But I don't yeah. know. We're getting close. <laughs> getting, getting close. I mean, I think inequality is increasing at such a rate, and the internet is, you know, in our pockets twenty four seven. People are more aware now than ever of the class struggle and the power dynamics therein. But uh, figuring out how to organize that when we have no labor in this country at all, like our labor unions are are shit compared to Europe or compared to you know a lot of other places around the world where they actually have. A ton of stuff that they can actually fight for and organize for and they have that apparatus to use like we don't have that um because labor unions have been demonized and defunded for the past not defunded is the right word but like support for them has dropped ever since the 70s and and, and some look, of that's due look, to corruption we are like one 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 boom, bad boomer policy away from being being able to make this happen if covid kills any more old people it's over for them i mean i mean we, but i wish i wish that was true i wish i could believe that uh, but, but but we we just had a pandemic and that wasn't enough. So like, why would more of this pandemic be change anything? You know. Like, well, here's the thing: we're a lot closer post pandemic than pre pandemic about making this stuff happen. Yeah, it's more stark. You can't the the, the yeah. yeah the it's like obvious the the amount of of injustice and inequality that is being served, especially in our country specifically, like mm-hmm. is is too it's too much to really deny. Um. But again, like it's hard. It sucks because like for us, for those of us, for those listening to this podcast, like the fact that you're listening to it means you're you're politically aware and active enough to like seek this out and and, and listen to this. Um, but for those of us who are and are politically active and aware and trying to do stuff like we I don't know, we view and think about these things in a certain way. And like the reality is most of the country just doesn't think about it in those ways or think about it that much at all. It kind of like what we we're talking about at the very beginning. And so, you know, it's like, it's trying to figure out how can we, how can we make those changes that we want to make in this country, you know, especially here at the local level, how can we do that um, when, when it's so hard to convince anybody of anything at this point in this crazy polarized world that we live in. Uh, and like, one thing that I think we can do and that what we need more of in our, in our community is, is provide physical spaces to have those conversations. Uh, and, you know, and not, not in, a, in a capitalistic sort of setting where you got to pay money to be there or you got to pay a cover charge to get in or something like that where it's just you know like a park but like fun places kind of like the uh united fort worth uh justice center over on the east side in poly uh spent some time over there last weekend and it's it's beautiful and it is like just this independent diy space they got a garden in the back that they're going to be working with soon but you can have public meetings there you can have kind of whatever you need to to have going on there and we as a community in fort worth like we need so many more of places like that where people can get together. And that is really where like the, the political 
uh, conversation can take place and grow and like real organizing can actually happen uh, when you don't have to to interact with each other in such a way where, where, where we're alienating ourselves because of this financial aspect of, of everything. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Uh, kind of going. <laughs> I didn't realize the Justice Center was that DIY. You know, I didn't realize it was just like, you know, for for use by the people. I, yeah. I thought it was more specifically, um, you know, like things that United Fort Worth was yeah. doing. And so, so I was talking to Daniel up there. I can't think of his last name, but from from United Fort Worth. I was up there with I saw Tarrant. They were doing an event over there. And so it was really nice to be back over on that side of town on the east side because I haven't been over there since we lived over there like seven years ago. Uh, and it was great. Like it was there. Was, the community came out. People had a good time. There was good music, like really good vibes. There's a bunch of murals painted there. Um, and like that, it that's kind of what he was telling me is that they actually bought the property next door too, and now they're trying to expand, provide a podcasting studio for people to like they're going to start their own thing. And use that studio kind of open to whoever wants to come in and talk about whatever, at least the way he was explaining it. And it is, yeah, it's just this DIY public space where if you want to have a meeting or if you want to have a teach-in or if you want to, you know, do an art show or something like that, like you can just hit them up and get it on the schedule and do it. And like, it's, there is no, you don't, you know, money. It's not about the money. Like hopefully you can get donations there or whatever for your organization or whatever, but it's not like. Oh, I need to go, you know, I have to get permission. I have to book this event at this place and we got to rent the room for $500, you know, or whatever. It just takes that whole idea out of it. And so like in that type of space, you're able to, I don't know, do, do feel, 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 you know, uh, safe in a way where you can have these types of conversations openly and freely. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So we, I mean, that, that, and that's what 1919 was back in the day when that existed. And we just need, we need more of that here in, in Fort Worth, in my opinion. Um, so you guys, I guess, want to run down our endorsements? And did you did you want to finish? We, we kind of interrupted with your flyers, oh, your, your mailers. Yeah. Um, we, so we saw enough of Brian Bird. I don't know if we I think we made our point with him. <laughs> we got we got the idea. Does, He's he, does he really matter at this point? <laughs> I don't and see. That's the thing. The illusion. If, if you didn't know anything, if you're not on social media, which I'm really not like I'm not on Facebook, which is kind of frustrating because a lot of these conversations happen there. Um, I, if you just go by the number of mailers you got in the mail, it's like, well, I guess he's got the most money. Maybe even though we know that's not true, we know Maddie does. Um, she's she's, she's the you, most. Well, she's using her money wisely. She's not sending me. I never got one thing from her, and it's because I'm a registered Democrat. She didn't even bother sending me anything. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> the the fact that he's sending like I guess this to everybody in Fort Worth is maybe maybe to his disadvantage <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's. I I wish I would have gotten more from Jordan Mims because I voted for Jordan Mims, and all I got was a, a one little postcard with a brief little paragraph and in Spanish on the back, which was nice. Cause I think he's really, I think he's the only one that did English and Spanish. Um, oh, and poor Fernando I mean, Peralta. I think Jordan Mims is, uh, mostly doing like, I know he's got door hangers, um, because I asked for some and I'm going to go oh, drop nice. them off at, around the neighborhood. Awesome. Um, and I know like I, I got my yard sign from Instagram I live on a cul-de-sac, so I put it at the end of the street, you nice. know, on the big street. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, he just was like, his his is very much more just like people powered, like, like you know, he'll on whatever platforms he already has, he'll be like, if anybody wants to to help with this or to you know have a yard sign or to put some door hangers up, then you know, let like message me on yeah. Instagram and I'll and I'll send them to you, which you know, yeah. You can't contact Brian Bird, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> he's like impossible to reach. 
Oh, so I guess we, but I guess we should at least mention the Darian George incident. Yeah. Yes. That happened on, love, on Facebook. <laughs> I love talking about this because I just love, I love unethical people being called out on their shit. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. So, did anybody watch the the candidate forum? I have the link. I haven't. I watched only the first ten minutes, or so I haven't had a chance to see the whole thing. Okay. So it so it wasn't actually during that. Just I'll, yeah. I'll start from the. So about a week before there is a District Nine candidate forum set up, um, it came out several women um, that have dated or known Darian George in some way. Um, came out and and said that like he's not a good guy that he's used uh, his power um, abusively in various ways um, and I don't have all the details in front of me but I'm sure you can find that on the internet um, and maybe we can link it below anyway so like that came out and can y'all hear Pip hold on so um so just jumping back in where I was, um, that came out and Jordan Mims was the only person that I saw or the only candidate that I saw that uh, called for Darian and George to resign, which is because of where I'm looking, I know, but um, somebody else could have done it. But but yeah, so Jordan Mims was like, Darian George needs to resign. There's no place for abusers on the city council, basically. And then, um, and then at the forum, everyone was supposed to do their like opening bit, like introduce themselves, kind of say what they're about. And uh, and when it came to be Mim's turn, he said, first of all, I'm going to call out the elephant in the room. Darian George needs to resign. There's no place for abusers on the city council. Damn. All right. So I'm Dar- or I'm I'm Jordan Mims. This is what I'm about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, hey, like from home watching it later, you know, <laughs> He ain't, he ain't um, just running. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nobody else said anything about it. Nobody else acknowledged it at the forum, um, which is why I'm thinking that Jordan was the only one talking about it. Um. Anyway, so he said that. And then he didn't say anything else toward Darian George that whole time for all the questions. There were like four like pretty big questions like to where to where I was honestly like like they would say like a whole paragraph and then be like so what do you think about this and this and this and this and this and then like the people all had to answer it like you know go around and it was like there are like nine of them and I was like man I would hate to be the last person I would totally forget what the question is by the time it got to me but um but during the questions Darian George like every time that he was answering a question would work in something about like false accusations or like, we just need to work on our communication so that, so that, you know, these false accusations aren't being thrown. And, and so that, you know, we're all like, just basically trying to weasel his way out of it while not actually addressing it. Hella hella defensive, which makes him look even more guilty. Yeah. Not being like, Hey, those are lies. Like, let me actually like help clear up what the truth is. And like, like, this is a reason why those women want to sabotage me or like nothing like that. He was like, he got, he had no answers. He was just like, oh, the false accusations. Wow. And then as soon as the cameras were off, he like started screaming at, like cussing out Jordan Mims 
like to the point where uh, I hear uh, Beck and Peralta like felt the need to like get between them <laughs> and be like, no, no, we're not going to do this. And then he resigned, not because he's an abuser, but because he scuffle. let he let his anger lash out after saying that that was the past him. Because that was another thing. He uh, has a like a criminal history of mm-hmm. um, like pulled a gun on the next girlfriend or something charge. like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. he pointed a gun at somebody, and when he was asked about that, he was like, "Oh, that was that was me in the past. I've I've changed and grown and." You know, I'm not that immature yeah. person that re- that responds with violence anymore. Yeah. I mean, people Until definitely now. deserve redemption. But at the same time, like, if you're freaking out at a, at a forum to the people, your right. candidates. Like, at the same time, mm. if you're just saying that yeah, exactly. and then you haven't actually changed, then yeah. that's not going to fly. Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't actually changed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I have not taken him off the website yet. This is going to be very. Cool. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. So that's, so we'll have the link to the, to the full form. If you want to watch it down in the doobly-doo below, um, all that's there. Speaking of, uh, Peralta, like, he, and kind of going back to the, to the mailers, I felt bad for him. And I, I, I meant, I don't think I actually ever texted you guys about this. I meant to, um, his first one had a picture of Dallas on it instead of Fort Worth. <laughs> buddy <laughs> yeah and like it made the fort worth subreddit somebody posted and was like i guess you don't give a shit about fort worth or something like that and it was like oh no and i'm sure it was just some company you know that he hired to make make the thing for him and they just like snagged a picture i'm sure it wasn't him on purpose you know doing that but so he, he eventually sent out another one like three weeks later that was the same one but it had a picture of fort worth in it instead of dallas like, oh, that's rough, dude. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> F's in the chat, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for laughing because he seems very nice. Yes. But... <laughs> yes. But well, again, we'll see if oh. that even matters. You know, who I like we said before, most people probably who got this just threw it straight into the trash anyways. They probably didn't even notice. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. But it, I will say I, I put them in the recycling bin right away, but I do look at them first. There you go. Like I don't I don't look at them and then keep them. <laughs> I just look at them and then I'm like, all right, that great. I'm I'm really I just keep stuff. Amber hates it. I'm a pack rat. I uh i but I, I mean it, it's fun now that you have them all <laughs> to look through for this podcast. So it works out. I try to do it for historical purposes. I'm not gonna keep these after now that we've done this podcast, I'm not gonna keep them. But I might keep like one or two. Maybe, Remember maybe you said that one on car on fire. But Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pull this sound clip out and be like, "You said you weren't gonna keep it." <laughs> yeah, I'll probably keep that one. I don't know. I feel like it's it's good to. I don't know. I'm just such a history person. Let's compare it in five years. See if see if they've improved. <laughs> if people are better with them. I don't know. But, yeah, I I like kind of want to be a big keeper, but then I like make myself not. Somebody I know um, like kept their little like the little bottle that their vaccine came in oh weird and they were like they were like what should i do with it and i was like it is very tiny and adorable so i was like i wish i kept mine but not really because i don't need more things yeah yeah i mean there is that <laughs> thing like, yeah so the same thing is like i wish i kept all my flyers so i could look back at them for for science but <laughs> not actually because i don't want them here. exactly yeah so you certainly don't want clutter you don't want to have too much stuff for sure yeah gives you anxiety have enough things as it is this gives me anxiety uh, yeah, I guess you want to want to run down our endorsements. Like you said earlier, I think they're probably, oh, yeah. probably the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least we you want to can... just start with uh, District One and head down to nine. Sure. Yeah. You want to go first? You want to do it? 
Um, yeah, so District 1, the mayor, you know. Um, That's so weird. We've got, what, 10 candidates? That. Yep. Yeah, so y'all's thoughts. <laughs> so you've already said you voted for, for Anzada mm-hmm. as, you know. We, we, we stand Zeta. Yeah. I I also am a big fan of Zeta. I was also a fan of Mylene George. I will mm-hmm. say. I stand her too. Um, I, I wish she had ran for city council. Honestly. Yeah, it's just that she's small. In fact, actually, I just clicked on the link to her Twitter. That was the only page that I found from her before, and it's gone. So maybe she dropped out. Mm. I'm not entirely sure. But I liked what she stood for, but I, I just had never heard of her, and I didn't see much of her around. Mm-hmm. So she didn't get a lot of traction. Um, and then a bunch of bunch of middle ground, like people with not a lot of info. And then several people that I absolutely do not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think Anzada is the the choice for that one from all of us. There you go, Thomas. Is that is that how you feel too? Yeah, yeah. Like here, here's my thing. I think Zeta would probably be the most qualified candidate to be mayor. Okay, she she's actually got the city planning degree but she's also got the experience and i've said this once and i'll say a million times you know if we're dealing with the current fort worth city council you have some people who are going to do the wrong thing regardless of who's in the room you have some people who do the right thing depending on who's in the room but anzada is the only person who will do the right thing regardless of who's in the room Mm -hmm. i agree and let's compare her to peoples for a second because i didn't even didn't even mention her well, and, and I actually uh, got into a discussion slash debate very briefly with someone yesterday uh, who voted for Peoples and like was vehement about it. And and we were in the middle of a meeting. And so we didn't have a chance to really talk about it and share both of our perspectives. But she was like pretty, uh, pretty ups- not upset, but like disappointed in the fact that I had voted for Anzada and, and had the had the perspective that Anv- that Anzada was anti police reform or, or defunding the police. Which just isn't true, uh, and and we didn't get no. a chance to talk about that. But apparently, there's a perception out there, at least from some people in the community, that Anzada is not a progressive or not on the left or something like that. And uh, I just wanted like dispel that concept. If anybody does have that, I mean, all you got to do is look at her voting record. All you got to do is really look at her Twitter and see what she shared. <laughs> um, yeah. But she she's very much for for the cause, um, and she even has it as one of her campaign things. And like my issue with Peoples, even on, back to the mailers again, Peoples only sent out two mailers. Zeta sent out four and Zeta's were like big fold out ones. Uh, Zeta had policy on her thing. She had X. I'm going to do X, Y and Z. This is what I want to do. I still haven't seen that from Peoples. And I really thought because we covered Peoples really yeah. early on that like, well, maybe she'll maybe she'll get more specific later. Maybe she really will say these. This is our this is what she wants to do. I even on the, the mailer she sent out, they don't say anything. It's just these empty platitudes that you were talking about earlier, Ro. And so, like, that's why I'm like, I've already voted for Denver Peoples twice. I voted for her the last two times that she ran, even though she didn't have anything on her platform then either, you know, but it was just it was not, uh, you know, not Betsy Price. So I went for it. But this time around, it's like we've got all of these different candidates and I'm a policy driven person. Like, again, we've talked, about, I guess, mentioned earlier, not everybody is. But like for me, it's what issues are you concerned about? What issues do you want to fix? 
And Enzade is like the only one who's explicitly said, I want to fix these things. And I'm like, yeah, those are the things I want to fix too. You know, I don't know. So I, I, I agree with you, with you guys too. Like I haven't seen anything that, that has indicated. And again, and like, if you're listening, if someone's a listener and like you have that information, like please send it to us because we will certainly want to cover that and talk about that. If there is evidence of her simping for the, the POA, but like, I've just, I haven't seen any of that at all. Yeah. That's that's why I liked Zeta too, is because she had more clear ideas of what she wanted to do, and she was more outspoken about certain things. Um, I will say, now that I'm looking at people's website, um, there is a little bit more info than there was initially. Um, she's got like a list of priorities and stuff, but or and and some of it might be a little bit less general than it initially was, but um, but she's just she's very. I mean, she's she's the the chairwoman of the Democratic like party yeah. in Tarrant County. You know, like yeah. she, that's not that's not left enough anymore. That's <laughs> like, establishment Democrat, and establishment yeah. Democrats not good enough. That's here. not progressive. Yeah. That's middle no. of the road. And that's it's distasteful to both. It's distasteful to the right because they hate Democrats. You know, and so it's like especially the the establishment ones. You know, the the the, the, the national level ones. Um, but it's distasteful to us too. Those are on the further on the left. It's like that's not we don't want it. We've been in that neoliberal zone for like twenty plus years. Look at where it's gotten us. You know, just constantly losing, constantly losing these arguments that these ideas that we're fighting for. Um, and so no, yeah, we want somebody else. And so Zeta's not that. She's not establishment Democrat party. She's her own independent person. And like she, she just personal interactions too. Like I've just dealt with her personally. Amber has too. And it's like in those, she didn't have to talk to us about things. We were just, she didn't have to give us the time of day at all. Um, but she did. She took time out of her day to do certain things. And so like one example is she came, first of all, she came when we were with Enough is Enough and we held our public speaking event. She actually came out, um, which mm -hmm. not everybody that and we wanted to specifically to listen. Yeah, she came out. I was, yeah. Even, yeah. I was going around like with papers for everybody to fill out, like um, for us to revise our, our policy with community input. Um, that we'd put together our, our, our agenda proposal. Um, we were going to revise it with community mm -hmm. input because mm -hmm. um, we yeah. threw it together kind of last minute. And, and I was like handing out papers and I was like, well, I mean, she's a person and she's here and she lives here. So, you know, I offered her one and she was like, I am here to listen. And she stayed the whole time. Yeah. And that, that this in itself, just that act communicates that a, that she yeah. cares. Um, but yeah, like, Taking part in, yeah, just in community things. In the community, there to listen, which is why we held the event is because we wanted the city council and the mayor to come and listen. Uh, and she she did. But if And then at that event, Amber got up there and she got fired up and talked about Fred Rouse and talked about how we need to get work with the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama and bring back the the you know monument the 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 thing that they've got there for all the lynching victims that they have on record. Bring it back to Fort Worth. Uh, and when Anne heard that, she knew there was already another local organization that was working on that. So she privately reached out to Amber, on, I think on Twitter and like, or, or maybe they exchanged numbers. I don't know. And was like, hey, here's this organization that's working towards that process. Why don't you collaborate with them? And like, so that's literally like organizing. Like she was assisting in, in the organizational process Actually, of like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Zeta is the only thing person I can call a true public servant that's in Fort Worth right now. Yeah. The only. This is why I'm so mad. Like I'm, I almost got really mad because she ran because like I want her to win, but I feel like it's gonna be Parker or Peoples. And I'm I'm gonna warn you guys now: if Maddie Parker wins, you're going to have a worse city council 
than you did with Betty Price because Ann Zeta will not be, be there. It. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll get off my soapbox about about her, but uh, we, yeah. we've we been paying attention to her for a while. It's not like we're just like, oh, we think she's great. It's like we, we, we've we been watching. And we to stand be honest, her for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And I've been trying to keep an open mind about people's. I really have. And I was like, if I see if I see what I'm looking for and what I want to hear, then I'll totally vote for her. If she if that looks like that's going to be the way it goes. But I, I just I haven't I haven't seen that. So um, so I guess now I'm sorry. We spent a lot of time on the mayor. Do you want to go down? Keep going down the districts. Yep. Yeah, uh, district two. Um, I don't know who y'all have. I have Jennifer Sar is it Sardui? Sardui. Oh, yeah. I will learn really? her pronunciation. Her... I've heard Sardui from Okay. From, yeah. I've I will learn that. the pronunciation yeah. of this queen's name. Okay. Ben Sardui. Oh yeah. Yeah. We love her. She is the truth, okay? She really um, is. She's doing the most like reaching out, like connecting with people. She's like planting gardens and shit, like mm -hmm. not just campaigning but just like getting out in communities and doing work like well, not just not just showing up the... and being like hi mm -hmm. uh this is me mm -hmm. vote for me okay bye i have to go do this somewhere else you know mm -hmm. but actually like getting down and and like having conversations with people and like working on projects with people and all that and mm -hmm. i love that about her she also started the rebirth equity initiative which is literally built to inspire protect and help build communities with people of color and the LGBT community, and really just bringing a lot of these marginalized groups together. You know, awesome. Um, she's really big on harm reduction too. There's a and helping the homeless. There's a lot of things about her that would be really, really good for the city because that's you know that's where her heart is because she was doing this before she ran. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. exactly. That's and I think that you know, compared to who we have now, Carlos Flores, okay. it's night and day. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's my problem with Carlos Flores. Okay, there's probably a good person in there, but I spoke at the city council one day trying to to stop the uh, the meet and confer agreement. I got it right this time from being you know fully approved of and stuff. And in my speech, I mentioned the fact that Brian Bird was the only person on that stage who hadn't taken money because I I, was, I didn't know enough about him. And I was holding out hope that there's still a decent person in there. <laughs> Clearly, I was wrong. But there's another, there was another subsequent uh, CCPD meeting that Carlos Flores and me ended up speaking, speaking with, you know, each other privately on. And his whole deal was, you know, oh, everyone already knows this. And they didn't. Okay. He was clearly very afraid uh, that people would find out that, you know, he, he, he's a simp for the Fort Police Officers Association. And, you know... I mentioned some of the bones I had to pick with this current city council. One of them being the fact that everyone rolls their eyes when I say a Tatiana Jefferson's name. And then he rolled his eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Um, yeah. For yeah. every, uh, every like, city meeting that I, that I tuned into, like, his, he seems to be very concerned about his wealthier constituents. Mm -hmm. And he seems to be completely unaware that that is not all of his constituents. He also uh, had the most expensive uh, campaign race in Fort Worth history. Interesting. Damn. Wow. He barely won. Yeah. Yeah. He every time he ad like every time in a in a city council meeting or or anything that he advocated for like the the residents of District Two, he did not advocate for like 
for anybody poor mm-hmm. at all. Like he, um, like remember when they were talking about um, there was that one meeting and um, Chief Kraus and at the time uh, Deputy Chief Noakes um, <laughs> and they had their proposal for um, like CCPD something and there was this like other organization that works to reduce um, like violence and, and shooting specifically. And uh, and Flores, this whole thing, he was like, oh, but you're not doing that in my district, right? Uh, you're not you're not coming in here without without police supervision in my district. Like we we only want the police in my district. That's because, suddenly... yeah, because council members get to get to do that, get to t- get to reign over their districts like some sort of dictator yeah. <laughs> or something. OK, they're fiefdom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, Sardui. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah. I agree. So it's just been a massive <laughs> contrast between Flores just upholding, you know, mm-hmm. wealthy, like just up, upholding the money in mm-hmm. his district and supporting the police and trying to get the police to support. Mm-hmm. And then Jen just like actually connecting with people that live there. Yeah. Yeah. To- huge agree. contrast. In fact, it it kind of blew my mind when I realized that they were in the same district because I was like, well, maybe silly me had a moment where I was like, well, maybe Flores does only have wealthy constituents. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, no, there's so like District 2 has so much in it that he is ignoring. Mm. Um, Yeah, anyway, (laughs) I guess we have other people to get to. I could talk about Jen all day. I think she's great. Absolutely. Let's so I guess District 3 then. District three. There's Ooh. aren't a lot of people with info at all in district yeah. three. Um, I think the only three people that have even campaign websites are Katie Johnson, Michael Crane, and mm-hmm. Tanya Carter. Crane. Um, and this this one is one of the ones that's up for grabs because it was Brian Bird's. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Katie Johnson's the only one that jumped out to me, but even then, like yeah. wasn't crazy. Her- she doesn't seem hugely, you know, like she she hasn't proposed anything wild and crazy. Yeah. Um, but she's got the most well thought out and well laid out platform of everybody. Yeah. So I mean, um, I, it's not. I mean, I guess we don't have to endorse every district if we don't want to. If there's someone we're like, oh, we're not crazy about, we can. We don't have to take a stance. I suppose. Unless y'all just want right. to. I mean, I would say Katie Johnson's the the. This is hard because like, Michael Crane is one of is the one dude on here who I don't like him, but because he's a Republican, but he's probably the most overqualified candidate in this entire thing. Oh he yeah, used I to be. Guy, a, yeah. yeah, he was like a. Uh, it's like the last a guy foreign the ambassador for like the Bush administration. Yeah, this is like a retirement job for this man. Yeah, it's like the last person we want in there is like a literal yeah. like Bush era official. Like that's the last thing that we. I mean, you know what though? That's like the most Fort Worth thing ever. <laughs> like having somebody like that on our city council like is the most Fort Worth thing ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's very um, much running on. Um, I have a beautiful family, and uh, and then I care about these little things like oh, he wait, has no guys. like fleshed out platform it's just like mm-hmm. reducing property taxes yeah. i have to, increasing I have public to unqualify safety. this man 
I had to win. unqualify this man. I had to unqualify him. He was Brian Bird's campaign campaign uh, director. What? <laughs> so yeah, automatically disqualified. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine what? if they both win? If Brian Bird wins and this guy wins, and they got oh god, like best friends, and one's on the council, one's on the mayor. Uh, mm. yeah. So don't vote for that don't guy. So not Michael yeah. Crane. Crane. Not Michael Crane. And then Tanya Carter. Um, I know that you oh. know her. Uh, we reached yeah. out to her, but she never. But she doesn't she really have much on her website, so I don't really know anything about her as a candidate. She's pretty good. She's down to earth. Um, as far as what a city council member is supposed to be as a representative of her, of her district, she's probably the most sincere about that. Like she's, she is a, an actual resident. She's not like I moved here to be a resident of this place. Like she is, the the salt of of District Three, um, mm-hmm. and she has this air about her that really allows her to connect with anyone. But as far as electability and her ability to make executive decisions, I don't know where that is. Because she hasn't provided enough about her platform, right? Um, I would still vote vote her over Michael Crane, right? Um, but that's that's where we're at with that. Yeah, Katie Johnson has a lot of info out um, about what she wants to do, and not like I said, not all of it is like mm-hmm. you know earth shattering or anything. But um, I really like the direction that she's that she's looking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of milk toast, but but that's that's better than what what you know, like we said, some of these other people here. So, uh, do y'all want to go out and make a full endorsement, or do you want to just say maybe maybe you know you should go vote for her, but we're not going to put her name on anything? <laughs> she, yeah, she she's the less she's the less of, of of lesser of evils here. Yeah, in in if I lived in District Three, I I would vote for Katie Johnson, but I wouldn't like I would you know. Yeah. Wouldn't I wouldn't be as thrilled as if I lived in District Two and could vote for Jen Sarduy, for go. example. Mm-hmm. There you go. So let's yeah. let's uh, let's keep on rolling, I suppose. So District Four yeah. is Carrie Moon's district, and yes. he's running again. So who who besides Carrie? Do we Tara want? Wilson. Hey yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um. There's some. Ev- everyone here at least has a campaign website, so there's that. Um, let's see, Jorge Chavez looks like he's updated his uh, <laughs> platform since I have last checked, but, uh, Tara Wilson from the get-go has been the most, she's had the most info out. She's been very, like, connected with her communities mm-hmm. and, you know, reaching out to actual people. She works with United Fort Worth. I really liked. She's on the criminal mm-hmm. justice team for United Fort Worth, so that minute. Yeah. That's a lot. She's big on, um, on like how everything needs to be bilingual in this city. Yeah, really. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So yeah, so if you're in District Four, go vote for Tara Wilson. Yeah, I mean, like, she's got a like a thing on on her page to change the language, like, and she's got a whole other page in in Spanish and then one in English, like. And we've got a She's pretty great. sizable Vietnamese population here too, um, and so like it wouldn't hurt to have have you know multiple languages uh, representation there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's for all that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty easy decision. Uh, 
Yeah, she's a, you know, grew up poor, has, like, a, a big, like, Hispanic family that she's, like, very connected to, like, just seems very down-to-earth and, like, a person who decided that she might be able to help. There you go. Yeah. So, Which is the kind of part you want in, in yeah, the driver's seat there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we need more perspectives, like, you know, like that on the council. So, I don't know. Yeah. District 5, to me, was the hard one. I couldn't. I, couldn't I really, really... like Ricky Vasquez from District 5. Okay. That's right. You I've kind of I've talked him up since the beginning. Um, he, because Antonio <coughs> Harris and Martasha James, um, didn't really have much info out, at least for a while. I think Martasha has a, uh, website now, uh, with some info on it. Um, and she seems well. There's not there's not a t- enough info to really say, but uh, Ricky Vasquez has like really fleshed out plans he's very into um he's he's got like very specific ideas which i really value in a candidate it's you know being specific not just mm-hmm. being like these things sound good for me to say and mm-hmm. run on yes yes good for me yeah so i i like him personally um well yeah i mean he's... there's like too much to get into on his website but i i highly recommend checking out that yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it keeps trying to open up his Twitter when I'm clicking on his thing. Oh, I see what's up. Let's do some separation. There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't excited about anybody else. I mean, G- Gina Bivens, you know, has been on there for a while. Like, yeah, she just hasn't proved to 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 demonstrate any willingness to like fight for any sort of change or anything. Um, and then I don't know, Bob. Bob Bob Willoughby didn't seem very appealing to me. <laughs> so, Bob, so yeah. Bob Willoughby was the one with with uh district5.com. <laughs> oh wow. That was like I think that he's oh wait, fortworthdistrict5.com. Um which I think that he's had since before he was signed up to run. That's awesome. Like I think that it was just like a website that was critical of Gina Bivens. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his pretty, whole, pretty good. I know? remember this. His whole thing was just like I'm not Gina Bivens. Yeah. Which, He's, yeah, that's not no. a platform. I'm sorry. I mean, that's what bothered me so much about the whole Biden thing. It was like, I'm not Trump. It's like, okay, but yeah. can't, can you, but I, you know what? I'm, we get it. Yeah. Can you it's get like You don't have stuff to run on. Yeah. You've been here for how long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, He's okay. Drake of politics. He was both one of the youngest senators in history and the youngest president. He's, in fact, the rookie and the vet. I will say Bob Willoughby's website has had a makeover, so that's that's nice. Well, there you go. Um, he's still uh, touting that we need the more of the Ten Commandments in in schools. So, yeah, that's that's that's, that's, a no that's the thing that I'm not crazy <laughs> about. Yeah, hard um, hard pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's, I think, the best thing that we got going on in District 5. Yeah, Martasha James seems cool, too, but again, not a ton of info. So there we go. We'll go with Ricky. Every time I hear that name, I just think of Lucy. <laughs> um, so District 6, this one was was pretty easy. That's okay. I always think of Wallaby Wade, Sydney from Finding Nemo. <laughs> well, not easy. I don't know. I guess it, 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 we've only got three candidates in District 6, and so, of course, not... Yeah. Not the vampire, Jungus Jordan, um, but the other two. Which he is a vampire. Yeah. I want to make that clear to our audience. 100%. Uh, 
vampire. vampire. If you've got your restaurant, don't feed him garlic or maybe do. I don't know. But... <laughs> maybe do. <laughs> but Tasia seems pretty cool. Tasia Leggett or Leggett. Um, and then Jared Williams. And Jared Williams is the one that's endorsed by United Fort Worth. He has the most qualifications in the most specific platform. Yes. Um, yeah. Jared Williams. Yeah. Ja yeah. Dr. Jared Williams. He's got a PhD too. In like, what is it? Environmental waste or something like something regards to like a part of his platform was like the fact I think that it's like environmental something. yeah he's very environmental water conservation yeah. he has, he has so many is. qualifications yeah. i'm yeah. forgetting which ones are which yeah and you know what what he, he was i don't remember what it was but there's a couple things he was posting on twitter that i was like really like i don't i don't remember what it, what issue it was about but i was kind of like oh really you're gonna take that stance on that um but even though like you know that's not that's not to me a reason not to vote for him or anything but like it, uh it was, i was just i was kind of intrigued i was like okay there's more to this guy than, than i thought than just your credentials which of course with any politician there's going to be more okay. to them yeah he earned his doctorate in, in environmental science and science education yep there you go yeah which lord knows we need more yeah. understanding of that absolutely yeah. especially here in the leadership in fort yeah. worth definitely so okay so is that who we're going with dr jared yeah with yeah like you said I, I uh, the the other one like it um yeah she seems pretty cool too um but i i feel like dr jared williams at least has he's got more of a chance as well as having more info out about mm -hmm. what he's about so we got three more to go district seven uh, it's got quite a few candidates. This is the one we were actually talking about earlier. The one quite a few candidates, not a lot of info. Yeah, it really isn't. Sean Lasseter was our pick for that, but now she's running for Texas's 6th district, uh, so she's yeah. not in this race anymore. Yeah, so vote for her for that. Yeah, if you're if yeah. you're in that district. Um, yeah, I don't even really know. Like a bunch of these people don't have anything but a ballotpedia. Yeah, I I couldn't. Um, I couldn't Lee Henderson yeah. has like a poster website. Um, a few people have some campaign Facebooks. Zeb Pent has a is the only other person with the website. Yeah, but he sucks. Don't do We're that. We're definitely dude. not endorsing him. Yeah. Matter, matter of fact, I anti-endorse this man. Do not vote for Zeb yeah. Pint. I mean, maybe under Leonard, any circumstances. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Leonard Firestone is like the the Firestone Distillery owner is like the only other like high profile yeah. guy. But I don't. I mean, that's I don't. He's high profile, but he doesn't have any campaign information. Yeah, out. it's really weird. I don't want any more business like, owners like running the city. Yeah, like people cool. know who no, he cool. is, but he's kind of seems to be writing on that instead of actually like trying to say anything about why he's running. Yeah. And the same thing with Joseph Lockhart. He's a business owner and owns a million dollar janitorial company. Mm. So it's like, it's just more, more, more status quo. I mean, you know, it's not realistic, I guess, for us to expect a progressive in every <laughs> district, but it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable really endorsing anybody on this list. Remember guys, you can't win a, campaign if you don't run yeah exactly so if you're out there and you're in district seven and you don't like what you see on the ballot run next in uh, two years two years yeah which by the way just real start, quick start prepping now and then kick some out of the ass so what, what? are y'all's thoughts on a three-year term limit because they tried to get that passed i think a year ago maybe two years ago and it failed absolutely not on local level now 
Absolutely not. I don't have it a strong opinion be, about it. Like you don't want a term limit or you don't want a three-year term limit? I don't want three years. Two two years, it to me, is good because the, the, the thing is, they're supposed to be representative of the community at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, never, I don't like the fact that they don't have term limits, period. Okay. They need to put caps on it, right? I don't need another Betsy Price running stuff for 10 years because then stuff, you know, lags behind and we end up with a situation we're in now where there's not enough change and it feels like the city's kind of against the the city leadership is against the city itself you know Mm -hmm. and that's not what you need you need to give the people the ability to keep their finger on the pulse at all times and having shorter term limits and term limits period enable them to do just that i don't like the fact that they went and made the ccpd uh 10 years yeah. yeah, like they know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just I I didn't know that was something that because that was I guess before I was really paying attention on the local level two years ago. Um, but that apparently was the thing they were trying to get trying to get through, and they just couldn't do it. And I, I just kind of got me thinking about it. I was like trying to figure out you know the pros and the cons of it. Like I don't know. I didn't have a strong opinion about it. Um, but I see what you're saying. It sounds like a good, yeah. good reason. I will say this: my uh my position on one thing did change. I do believe the public servants do need a more pain here's the reasoning there sure um if it's not high enough the only people you're gonna have that can feasibly run the city or represent the city are the people people. who make enough money to have have enough income to not have a job yeah which basically puts the working class out of uh, away from being represented it's inherently classist yeah right if you make it to where they can at least have a living wage when providing for the city and doing their job Mm -hmm. That's going to open the door for more people to actually, once they get elected, to actually be able to do their job to the best of their ability. I think you should tie it to a percentage of teacher pay or something like that. Like fix it to the the pay of some other public servant in the same county or whatever. And so like if you want those people to at least be getting paid decently, then you can set that level. You know, and it it doesn't have to be the exact number because working like for a teacher, 187 day contract, like you're not working 187 days, I guess, as a city council member but you know for it should be you're but you should be paid way more than what it is because exactly like you're saying unless you're a business owner and you've got disposable income you know that you can just do whatever you want with your money you can't afford to to run for these offices especially at the state level too same thing i think it's even worse at the state level they pay you like seven thousand for the for every two years or the year or something like that we we covered it on a previous episode yeah 100 percent agree with you like jordan like not to jump uh districts but like jordan mims like he's yeah. he was saying like i'm gonna be still like bartending and, and serving and shit, like while i'm serving on the city council like both yeah. to stay connected and because you know we don't get paid enough <laughs> yep yep no so, that, and that's you know it sucks that, that that has to be the situation but like good on him for for doing that and being like that because then that really does put you out in the community instead of just only being out there whenever you have to ask them for donations you know or whatever um so okay so uh district eight i think was pretty easy i feel like we were all on the same page with this one but maybe Um, that's the one with chris nettles right that's correct yeah yeah that's that's the guy that's the guy for sure uh we're all about chris nettles yeah he's the man um we've, we've talked a lot about him kind of already on the previous episodes but i don't know what well i'm not i wasn't really excited with kelly allen gray she wasn't I don't know. She didn't impress me. Oh, yeah. That whole 10-year thing, that was her idea, guys. 
Oh. Are you yeah. serious? Uh, yes, the CCPD ten year thing was Kelly's idea. Yes, that's how she introduced it. She's like, I thought we should do this because these projects, you know, don't have enough time to to be panned out. I'm like, there's nothing stopping you from reapproving things that look like they're a good idea. Yeah. There is zero. What they were trying to do is to avoid public accountability. Yeah. That's the real goal. Yep. They aren't using those CCPD funds for what they need to be used for. Yep. So, yeah. And we've we've talked yeah. all about that stuff on on earlier episodes in the podcast as well. If you want to know more about all all of that jazz, yeah, um, not super impressed with Kelly Allen Gray. Yeah, so hopefully, I, I Chris Chris, I, I got a good feeling about Chris. You know, I don't. That's one thing that I liked when when I was over there uh, in Polly last weekend. Like there was a ton of signs for Chris Nettles. Um, nice. Like, yeah, because I've just seen I've kind of just seen them on the other because that district gets so crazy and so long and stretchy. I've seen signs for him like over on the south side. Um, and stuff, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I ho- and he's big on he's big on big on infrastructure and public transportation mm-hmm. and affordable housing, like all very like like physically like mm-hmm. attainable things. Absolutely, and he's which I like. You know, from here ran ran for mayor a few a few years back, and he's you know been in the same community his his whole his whole life, I believe. Uh, so yeah. Super support him, and then finally, I guess we already spoiled it a little bit for District Nine, though. Are we all, <laughs> are we all in agreement about Jordan Mims Jordan too? Mims. Yeah, no. Jordan. Yeah, and he, you know, yeah. he he wrote back, he wrote us back too. We only got three people to write us back, and he's one of the people that he wrote us did. back. <laughs> yeah. So that's also Doyle Fine even said he was going to write us back, and then oh and then man, oh well. Yeah, which I I did I liked Doyle Fine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, but like for example, during the forum, he ended up. Like kind of toward the end, he was like, "I've liked a lot of a lot of Jordan Mims' answers. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page." Yeah. And I was like, "You should you should just support endorse him. him. Yeah, just you know, that guy. you know what we're good here. Everyone vote for Jordan <laughs> Mims. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. I'm not surprised by that at all, though, because yeah, because I because I know he was a, a Bernie Sanders supporter, and uh, Mims's you know platform looks very similar to those sorts yeah. of issues, and so I'm not surprised. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So go if you're in District Nine, go vote go vote for Jordan. He he seems to be the man. Um, there are a lot of middle of the road candidates there. Um, there's, there's really like now that Darian George is gone, there's nobody that I would like hate to have on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Well, point. actually, J- Eric Richardson wasn't on the forum, so I don't oh, know okay. anything about him. I think that he actually is pretty right wing now that I'm, or I feel like I heard that. But yeah, Jared Sloan, his his platform seems pretty decent. Um, I mean, even Fernando, I wasn't crazy about him, but like I would. I wouldn't be up. I mean, he, he's not Nan Zeta, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't be yeah, like upset. Exactly. I wouldn't be upset about that. And same thing with yeah. uh, Doyle. Elizabeth Beck's platform was very like, I, these are all the political things I've done. I'm the most qualified. Yeah. Which is like all fine and dandy, but like, it's not just a job, you know, like, like it's not just like, I don't it's know. Not like your job is just to make the city better. However you think yeah. is better. Like it, you're, you're there to, to represent Elizabeth really for how for as much you know stuff we got in the mail for her it was just uh I don't know she was she focused so much on the military and the veteran side of things um and I can see why that's a good in a in a in an election I can see why you would want to focus on that but for city council I it just kind of didn't vibe with me like I was just like I don't that's not I don't know I don't know 
she seems all right yeah. or whatever, but it just kind of made me feel what well, wasn't crazy about her, it. You know? Her stance on on public safety and policing was that she will work with the Fort Worth police to end systemic racism. Yeah, that, end, that results in unequal treatment for people of color in our community. Okay, so it's acknowledging she it's like, when she gets in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very, very <coughs> middle of the road, in my opinion. Yeah, very empty. And then Ricardo of 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 Vitia. Um, from yeah, Nose Vinde. He and Fernando Peralta, at least during the forum that I watched, like their their answer to every question was representation matters, mm-hmm. which is which is true. Yes, one hundred percent. But I mean, not just racial representation but they didn't either. Have a ton of other things aside from like you know, I represent I represent mm. the the you know the Latin community in District Nine. And that's yeah, and I don't I was know. Like, great, perfect, absolutely. How? how? <laughs> yeah, it it can't just be <laughs> Can only about that. that. <laughs> yeah, it can't just be only about race. I get suspicious when people start pushing their agendas when it the, the only reason is because of racial representation, for instance. Like, okay, racial representation to what end? Like, for for, for a reason, right? To 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 uh, achieve some sort of goal or whatever, not just in and of itself. Uh, because that's racist. When you start doing things just because of race, that's when you start being racist. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Alta had more info on that um, than than Avitia, um, and he is like more connected with like the Rosemont neighborhood, for example. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. he he does have those connections going for him. Uh, he uh, finally put up a sign over here uh, on near near where we live, like uh, over by the community center. Uh, and Amber and I just saw it. We're like, man, I wish you would have put that up like a month ago, like when everybody else kind of put their signs up, uh, I feel like maybe it just took him a while to get a lot of that stuff made or get the funding to get it made or something like that. But uh, that's one That's one thing that I noticed. I was like, wow, he's at least he's getting representation out there at the last minute while early voting is still going on. But it was just kind of like, oh, man, like I feel like he missed an opportunity could have put because he was still one of those candidates. Like I knew he was running, but I didn't have I didn't get anything in the mail for him, you know, so I didn't have like a conception in my mind about like what he was about, what he was for, and all that sort of stuff, you know? And so it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But that's Then good. there's Jared Sloan. His platform was a lot of, a lot of platitudes. Mm. He, he seemed to be coming from a good place. I kind of, honestly, I kind of hate his, um, his district nine as the, as like the, fort worth's front porch thing hmm. like that really rubbed me the wrong way because he like he lives in fairmount hmm. and so and i feel like he's very much coming from the fairmount perspective gotcha, yeah. of like oh we're fort worth's front porch and like not paying as much attention to like some of the poorer communities some of the communities that hmm. haven't been gentrified yet hmm. so yeah i don't know it, it seemed very just like like, yes, Fairmount's great, and I understand that a lot of people have found community there, and a lot of people are more involved in political and social things in the city because of the just activity that all, that goes on there, but I don't know, but I, I don't I don't really like a Fairmount-centered District 9. Yeah, I agree. That's not the perspective. That's and that was one thing that I liked about Anzada as our as our district member. But she didn't. She wasn't only concerned with Fairmount. She was concerned with the whole district. Yeah. So, and I think Jordan would do that too. I think Jordan would represent us very well. Yeah. 
I, I agree. And then the only person we haven't talked about, just, just to name everybody, is oh, Sabrina Renteria. She's and she's conservative. Uh, yeah, she she's she's like I have a small business and I want to make it better for small businesses, um, which, which is, is yeah, which is important we, and good. We have a small um, business crisis in the city right now, so that certainly. But is just nobody's talking about all the things like Jordan Mims is. Yeah, yeah, he's the only like, one. There's that so many so yeah. many things that I that I heard from him that nobody else was even talking about that issue, let alone making as bold mm-hmm. a statement mm-hmm. about it as mm-hmm. him. And 100%. so that's why that's why I'm. A, all on the Jordan train. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think we covered it, guys. I think we got everything, everything out that we need to say. Is there anything else that you want to leave leave the good people of Fort Worth with before we come back in a couple of weeks? I think we are good. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, please vote. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is this Saturday is, is is voting day. Like that is your last chance. Please. Well, no, like, your last chance is Tuesday if you want to do it early. Um, right. If you want then, to vote early. Yeah. And then you and, and then, then you can't Wednesday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is May your first. last chance to vote in this election. Yep. And so please like vote. Talk to other people. Uh, probably a lot of people don't even realize that there's an election or they've seen all the signs, but mm-hmm. they don't really they haven't looked into when it is. Like I've been that person before. I know I've been like, oh, there have been a lot of signs. I should look up when the when the election is and then like mm-hmm. what by the time i actually get around to it it's in the past you know so like just just talk to people about it make this a thing that should be obvious mm-hmm. you know get into the habit of it hey if we could have do you this voted every... yet yeah. anybody's seen you know like cashier checking you out like somebody that you're you're working with just like have you voted yeah, exactly. like did you know there's an election going on yep. like just start a conversation with your bartender or your wait, yeah. your waiter, your waitress, or you know, just the people. While while we can, we still got a few 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 days left to get at this, and then you know, then Saturday. Um, and after after the election, we'll do a post mortem episode where we kind of go over who won, which which, and what that maybe means for the future of those districts and and the city. Um, and and there'll probably be a runoff, so we'll probably do more coverage of that. You know, maybe don't you <laughs> think Thomas maybe for mayor probably have a runoff. Um, yep. And oh so, yeah, no. I, I I propose at least at least half of these are going to run off. There's too many people running. So we'll so we'll be we'll cover that for sure. But we'll also we also have other things to talk about uh, as we get into the summer and it's not election season anymore. We'll have a lot of other important local topics that we can cover that where we can kind of like take certain ideas that have been done ex- in different parts around the country, like the Georgia strategy, for instance. We've done a lot of research on that. We'll definitely cover that uh, and other yeah, other issues. Yeah. One. I'd also like to collaborate with with some local organizations, get them on, get a, a representative from like from United, from I Side of Tarrant, from a few different places, just to kind of talk, just kind of pitch their organization. Like, this is what we're about. If you, you know, want to donate or if you want to get involved, this type of stuff, like, that type of stuff, just so we can kind of get more, get more of that information out there, you know, to people. Yeah, that um, sounds great. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys. Y'all have a great, awesome week. Bye.